Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Mark Guberetti is a USA Today best-selling author with over 100,000 students in over 180 countries enrolled in his online courses. He hosts the Breakthrough Success Podcast, where listeners learn how to achieve personal and professional breakthroughs. He writes for individuals, small businesses, and corporations, and he does online online writing as well. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me, Dr. Leica. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, Mark is backed by popular demand. He is such a successful young man. He's now got over 30 books written. Mark, how do you keep this level of drive up going on day in and day out? So the big thing for me is always knowing where I'm heading. So the key for me to maintain that drive is know what are the end goals? How do I want to continue to grow the business and what are the different directions I want to take? I like to add a lot of excitement into my life and into the different projects I do, because if something doesn't seem exciting, if it doesn't seem challenging, I'm not going to put in the effort because there's a low payoff and there's not too much excitement. Like you only get one shot to do all the different things you want to do. So I would rather put in a ton of time into exciting adventures and opportunities versus still putting in a lot of time towards something that isn't as exciting. So I like to just set big goals for myself because it gives me a challenge and then just finding time in the day to make it happen in between writing for freelance clients and serving other clients, other capacities. But it just comes down to making your life exciting with these challenging goals and then finding time in your day to make it happen, whether it's an hour a day, 30 minutes a day or some other amount. You know, what do you tell people who say, you know, I'd love to do what you do, Mark, but I can't find any time in my schedule. Is, is that not just a, something that people say? I mean, we're all given the same 24 hours in a day. I mean, it's very common for people to cite time for anything. Like I'll cite time for stuff too. Like I'll say like, I don't have enough time, but that's also I'm not setting that as a priority right now. So if you're saying that you don't have enough time for something, part of that means that you're not setting it as a priority. Some people, they work incredibly long hours where they don't have as much time to work on a side hustle or something of that nature. But even then, if you are conscious of how you use your time, you can find opportunities. A lot of people, they'll browse through social media during their extra time. What you could do instead is type a blog post or an outline on your phone. And one of the things that I did that was really useful is I practically watch zero TV now. The only type of TV I watch is baseball postseason and even not all of that, mostly 
any like World Series stuff and holiday stuff once in a while. I barely watch TV anymore. And if you look at your time and you ask yourself, is this moving me forward or not? You're going to find opportunities, especially if you have just done this for the first time, where you can remove some things from your routine to make room for your dreams, to make room for the things that if you, not even if you accomplish them, but if you put in the work to make them happen, you will feel insanely fulfilled with yourself regardless of the outcome. So I would just look at your time and how you're using it. Take the time to track it. A lot of people, they make assumptions about how they use their time, but once you track it, you get a much clearer understanding of where you are and some of the opportunities that you have. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have a not a time problem, but a time management problem. And I think that is largely due to many of the vices that we have out there. And to me, I think social media is useful, but it's also a big waste of time for a lot of things when you really want to achieve things. I think spending your days on social media is the surest way to to eat up time without getting many accomplishments. I mean, social media does have its benefits, but for me, like for multiple platforms, I just decided to take 2021 off on some places because you've got the mental health also of social media and you've got the uh, losing a bunch of time where you could be putting it towards your projects, taking off social media, or at least most of them in 2021, I'm still posting on a few platforms, but taking off on a bunch of those and deleting every single social media app from my smartphone, my productivity skyrocketed and happiness as well. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Uh, can you share with our listeners which social media platforms you are going to concentrate on this year so that maybe others might find them useful as well? So when it comes to what social media you're going to focus on, I would always look at your results first and then figure out from there. So the social networks that I'm focused on, they're based on results. YouTube is a platform that I'm heavily focused on. I'm still active on Twitter. Most of that is like tweets automatically getting sent out. And then if someone replies or mentions me, that's when I engage in the conversation. So Twitter is very low maintenance. YouTube, I'm putting up a whole bunch of content because I love that platform. And they're probably the best social network when it comes to monetizing their creators because of the AdSense versus others. And video is very engaging. And I also do the podcast, which isn't exactly a social network, but it is still a form of content. But those are the main platforms that I focus on. I may go back to Facebook just to post there occasionally, uh, but I'm being a lot more attentive. Like 2021, I became a lot more attentive of my time on social media and which ones I don't need to utilize because I feel like so many people they're on the social network just for the sake of being on the social network. They read an article that said be omnipresent on all of them, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best play for you. Just focus on a few that are yielding the best results and don't take away from your happiness. Yeah, that's important. What about writing books? Yeah, you know, you are a big fan of writing books and you're a, you're a, what, what advice would you give people about writing books? The, 
best way to start with writing books is to pick a topic you enjoy because that's just going to make the writing experience more enjoyable and also to create an outline before you write the book. If you write the book without an outline, it's chaos because you don't know what direction you're heading in. But if you create the outline in advance, like these are my chapters, this is how the book progresses, it feels a lot smoother throughout the writing process. So start with stuff you enjoy and then create outlines around those topics. And if you can, I mean, I would just stick with stuff that you enjoy because that's going to make the book easier to write. If you're writing about stuff you don't enjoy just because you hear it's a trendy topic, it's going to take a lot longer to write the book and the quality will likely not be there. Yeah, I, I found it, yeah, you know, writing isn't the hardest thing in the world, but rewriting can be because not always when you write the words is it difficult, but I find that putting the words and, and correcting the words so that people will understand them is something that I think is rather important. Yeah, the rewrite is necessary. It's annoying, but it is necessary. Yeah. So, you know, you know, when I talk about writing a book, you know, I've written several myself. I think now I'm up to 20 or 30 myself. The thing about writing books is it's it's a process and, and it's an educated process. By, you know, a chapter in a book is maybe 10 pages. Uh, if, if you do 10 chapters or 20 chapters, that's a book. Uh, can you write 10 pages on something you love? I think that's very easy to do. Uh, and if you can't, you know, there's this wonderful thing called the internet where you can find things that really helps to put those things together. And, and the research is fairly easy. The other wonderful thing to look at is the library. I don't know how many people still go to the library or use the library, but geez, that's one of the best resources on the planet. And, and you know, a membership card is free. So you can get all the world's resources at your fingertips in seconds. And that is something that people have to realize. You know, in this day and age, we have the information age uh, and the knowledge age providing people look out for it. Yeah, I mean, libraries, that's something that is very useful for a lot of people. I don't go to the library too often. You could also go online. But the fact that we have both of these options readily available to us allows us to fill the gaps for books. Like I, even if I really enjoy a topic, I'll still do some research just to fill in some holes or to add even more for readers. So there's a lot of different opportunities you have for filling up your book with great content. Sure. Uh, what, what new areas are you going to go into in the, in the 2022? What areas are you looking at expanding your horizons? One of the areas that I'm looking at more is freelance writing because a lot of people have enjoyed my content and there are a lot of businesses that need help with producing content, showing up consistently for their audiences, and they need people to help with writing the content. So freelance writing is a really great way to do that where I'm able to write great content, serve clients, and be able to grow my income in the process. Like There are different types of income you make for a freelance writing it's more of a consistent income as you land clients for a platform. It could be inconsistent up and down, but you could have really good months with the platform and scale to a point where it's just going to blow away any other income that you can make. So I always like to have a little bit of 
both income streams available so that you have the scaling effect and you also have the freelance writing clients who you're able to serve and create content for. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you have probably had to climb a mountain of advers- adversity to get where you are. And, and adversity is one of the things. What do you tell people about overcoming adversity to get successful? So if like adversity is just a part of the game for any meaningful goal you go towards and the adversity, the fact that you're able to overcome it when you hit that goal makes the goal that much more enjoyable. We all go through it. And I would just say, focus on what you're going after. Focus on why are you doing what you're doing? What is this end goal that you are after? And if you focus on that vision, it becomes easier to power through some of the adversity. And I would even recommend just do some self-checks. So just walk away from the business a little bit, see how you feel. And if you aren't feeling that good, maybe you just take some time off, like uh, a few hours or a day even. Uh, I'm saying this in the context of like an entrepreneurial business, but always check on yourself and see what can you do to boost your happiness. I think if you have the happiness and you have the end vision in mind, it becomes so much easier to power through any adversity you face. Cool. What are your views on work-life balance? Because that's a difficult thing. You know, when you're in that internet space, it can be all-consuming. It's there 24-7 pounding at you. How do you strike a balance between that and, and the marathons you run and the other things you like to do? So it's good you mentioned the marathons because I was going to lead into that. So when it comes to work-life balance, it's not like you have 50-50 every single day. On some days, I'm going to work the entire day. That's just how it is. On other days, I'm not going to work at all. So going into a marathon, I'm not going to work the day before marathon. That's my preparation day. I'm not going to work after running a marathon because I'm tired. I want to soak in the whole experience and what I just accomplished. So on some days there's zero work. Like I don't even check my email. I don't go on. So I do nothing work related on these days. I don't even like to use technology. Like I do the whole like digital nomad thing, not digital nomad thing, the digital detox from time to time. So if you take that approach and you're away from the technology during those life stages of your work-life balance, it is easier to commit a full day to your work as long as you have people around you who are also of that mindset where they're working the whole day as well. But even then, like you have some days where you're just working harder than others, but at the end of the day, the work-life balance is more of averages. So if you work all day today, but then you do the whole life thing the next day, you average 50-50, but it's not 50-50 every single day. That's cool. Now, Lucy, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, how do you, you train the email monster out there? How do you get that under control? Because email is something that's, again, in our face all the time. So you're never going to really control the inbox because by the time that you respond to people's emails, other emails are going to pop up. So I just acknowledge the fact that I'm not going to be able to hit every single 
email that shows up on the inbox. Some may slip past me and I'm completely fine with that just due to the nature that I accept that I'm getting hundreds of emails per day, can't respond to them all. The email inbox is the uh, your to-do list for other people. So I only engage in the email list a few times each week. I'm not the person who's checking it every 30 minutes. In fact, I make the app harder to access on my smartphone and on my computer just so I have to take steps instead of uh, like going into the email without even giving it much thought. It's like, you're just on the computer, you're bored and oh, let me just see what's in my inbox. Like I don't have that impulse because I take that cue away. And when I am in my inbox, I respond to everything that's in there. I make the best effort to, so that I'm spending, I'm in the inbox fewer times in a given week. That's good. Do you uh, use a time management thing to that as well, that you'll only answer your emails at certain times? Or are, is, is that one of the skills you use as well? I don't go by that just because if I say, oh, 6 p.m. every day, I go to the email. But if I'm typing away on like an article or a book, like at 5.59, and I'm really enjoying the flow, I don't want to have to see 6 o'clock and say, okay, I got to respond to emails now. So sometimes I respond to them on a given day. Sometimes I don't. And again, that's not something for everyone, especially if your profession revolves around uh, like a support role where you have to respond to customer emails. But business owners, like you don't, for a lot of us, you don't have to be in the inbox every single day. Like you could reply in a day or two. And in some cases, like I'm replying even longer than that. And it's just due to nature. If I get so many emails per day and I have a lot of other things I have to do for the business to grow and survive. So I just am not able to respond to those emails. And that's just something that I admit to myself going in. Yeah. And I, I think that's why people have to realize, you know, your email is not your God. You don't have to be bowing to it all the time. You know, it's something you should be responding to. You should be doing it in a, a regular fashion, but you shouldn't have to use it as something that's every minute of every day. You get an in email, you have to respond to it. You have to do something about it because really that's not the way the world works. What about writing? Do you have a particular time that you have a better time that you write than others? You know, for me, writing is something that's an early morning thing or a morning thing. I, I find my writing brain is, is more alive at that time, whereas other times during the day, it, it's not as effective as, as early in the day. What about you, Mark? I'm the same way. I mean, people have different preferences, but I like to do a lot of my writing in the morning. I do sometimes get a late night boost as well. So uh, it's usually the afternoon that is a dry spell uh, for me in my writing, but mornings always. And then I get a late night surge uh, in a lot of cases for my writing. Yeah, I, so I find that sometimes happens when I'm awake, you know, at two or three in the morning that I could get a, a, a late night burst of things. Or sometimes, uh, you know, after I take a break in the evening, I can get a surge. But I find that unless I let my brain rest in the afternoon, it just doesn't function as a writing brain. Yeah, I mean, it's just good to take breaks in the middle of the day. That's how I do it. And then it's just easier to, like, you don't want to be 
trying to force yourself to write for the whole day. Uh, but if you do squeeze in the break strategically, you could get a lot more productivity. Sure. Uh, so, so you're going to be writing more in the next year. You're going to be concentrating on things in the more year. What about your breakthrough success podcast? Is that something you're still concentrating on as well? Definitely. We are approaching 700 episodes of Breakthrough Success Podcast, personal professional development. We do multiple episodes each week. Podcasting is one of the best business models because you get the networking in, you get to meet a lot of people, you get to do a lot of cross promotion because people promote the episode when it comes out on your show. And you may be able to appear on someone's podcast as part of the guest swap. Like there's a lot of ways a podcast can help you grow your business. Breakthrough Success has opened a lot of doors for me over the past few years, and it's definitely a big priority going into 2022. Well, that, that is rather important to, to realize that because that's another uh, venue out there. Uh, you know, for those who are listening, a podcast is an internet radio, really what it is. But it's also something that can also be used as other data points and if you're successful with it, you could also transpose over to traditional radio as well, which is something that's, that's important to realize. So that these uh, bits of information are just another way of helping you get your message out and helping to get that to other people as well. So Mark, a couple of questions. How do you live a fantastic life? I live a fantastic life by focusing on happiness and the people who I want to be close with. So uh, business and work, those are all very important to me as well because they give you a sense of purpose. But you also want to think about what makes you happy and hopefully you can say work makes you happy. If not, start a side hustle or turn a hobby into a business so you have some work that makes you happy, produces income and you can scale it up. And then focus on people. Like podcasting is very people-centric business. It's one of the reasons I love it. And in 2021, I significantly reduced the time I spend on social media, but I also started to engage with more people on a one-to-one level where I'd just be messaging people if I saw that their birthday was that day or uh, just if I was thinking about someone. So uh, having like more interactions with people you know, people you're close to, and focusing on your happiness, I feel like those two things really allow you to achieve breakthrough results. Okay, the flip side of that is for our listeners out there, how do you recommend that they start to achieve happiness in their lives? Everyone's got a different path to getting there. I would say just writing down what you're grateful for every night is a really amazing exercise. And also just reaching out to friends who you had great memories with, but maybe you didn't hear from them over the past few years because you disconnected or stuff happened. Uh, I would just suggest uh, a lot of it comes down to surrounding yourself with people who make you feel welcome and reminding yourself of all the things you are grateful for. There's a lot of other ways to boost happiness. Exercising is definitely something on top of my list. Um, but whatever works for you, make sure you keep doing it every day. Yeah. I think one of the most important things is people don't always have, um, and, you know, the, the problem with being on the internet and so on is it's a very, isolating thing at times. And I think that's the problem with social media. 
writing a, a tweet or a, a twit or writing any of those things or being on Facebook doesn't mean you're really communicating. It doesn't really mean uh, you're doing the things you should be. So if you have a thousand friends, if you have 10,000 friends, it doesn't mean you really have friends. That I think is something that's isolating that way. And I think social media is good and it's bad in those aspects because it doesn't necessarily help people grow grow their businesses, grow as individuals and, and be necessarily successful as well. Yeah, I mean, social media does have a lot of potential for businesses and you can like stay in touch with friends, but the 1,000 friends, the 10,000, it's like, do you even know who those people are or did you forget about them? It's like, if you have like too much clothing and then it's like, well, I haven't worn this for you. Like one of the things I started to do is I just gave away a lot of my clothing that I was like, oh, I haven't worn this in years. It's just taking up space. Like I've embraced minimalism. So when it comes to actually staying close with people on social media, you've got 1,000 friends or 10,000 friends or however many, you're not going to stay close with that many people. You can send posts and hope people see them, but you're not going to stay close with that many people. So instead, focus on a small number of those 1,000 that you're going to message. You are going to like and comment on their posts. This is an influencer strategy where if you like and comment on someone's post, they notice you, you can reach out to them, have them on your show and build a relationship with them. But you could also do this with your close friends, like and comment on their stuff so they see you more often. You're not trying to be seen by all 1,000 of those people uh, for the non-business, for a more personal standpoint. Just focus on the few people who give you the most joy. And I think that's part of a fantastic life, not just pursuing these big projects and experiencing a lot of success, definitely a part of it, but also who are you bringing into your life and who are you doing yeah, who are you applying extra effort towards so you can keep them in your life? Yes, and I, I think that's all part of it too. And I, I think your comments on gratitude is something that's very important. You know, we have so much to be grateful for in our given days. We have so much to be thankful for. I, I think many people lose that in the whole big picture of things. You know, the very fact that we're able to communicate as we are, the very fact that we're able to write books the very fact that we're able to do many of the things, you know, back in the 1600s, 1400s, you realize how difficult it was to write a book, how difficult it was to make these things happen. You know, until the printing press was developed, it was a major problem. But even as the printing press was developed, it was a major problem. So we had, we literally broken through so many barriers with things. The communication barrier is something that's immense. I mean, you're in New York and I'm in Edmonton. Wow, just think of how that is, how shrinks the barriers and how it really makes the world a better place and how it really gets the message out on your platform and on mine. You know, those are things that are really truly phenomenal breakthroughs that have occurred. And, and I can't be a, help but be amazed at how many breakthroughs we continue to have. Um, as we speak, they're talking about a new form of the virus that might be out. Well, okay, is that going to be a problem? As of yet, it's so new, we don't know. Uh, but just think, the technologies we have, that if it is a new form that requires a new virus, 
a new, a, a new vaccine, a new vaccine could be out in as little as a hundred days. A whole new way of, of doing it. You know, could you picture how difficult that was in years gone by and how many years we have? The, the technologies we have now are truly astounding to really help us in the difficulties that we have. It truly is amazing what we have. And, and you know, I will bet on science 100% of the time because science is really what helps us out of those difficulties. Yeah, I mean, the technology that we have, it makes it so much easier to access solutions. And uh, just a few years ago, in this scenario, like to be able to produce a solution so quickly, you did not have that before. But it's just amazing with how much evolution we've gone through, how much more clear and evolved the science has become compared to previous centuries. And it's just amazing to watch the continuous evolution of science and technology. Now, Mark, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? How can they get in touch with your products and your, your world? If you guys want to get in touch with me, I've got the Breakthrough Success Podcast, uh, personal and professional development. That is the focus there. My website is markgaberti.com for anyone who wants to check it out. And most of my books are on Amazon. Thank you, Mark. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for spending the time with us. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic day.